0: On today's episode.
1: And I started to feel like I can't live with this hatred every day. I cannot wake up hating this body every day and be lying on my deathbed at the end and go, I never made peace with it.
0: How a journey to find peace with her own body led my first guest to a new career path and a life mission. And on The Coach's Corner... When is the last time you took time to simply pause?
2: Because what happens when you keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, your body will shut you down Mm. and there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So let's be preventative. Welcome
0: to the Joy Sutton Show, where it's all about joyful conversations to inspire your life. When you show up in the world as the best version of yourself, you give other women the inspiration, courage, and permission to do the same. It's
2: my time to take care of me. What made you think you could do it in your 50s? You know, I didn't think I could do it. To be honest with you, I was
0: scared to death. We are all on our own journeys, but we can do this together. And there's something powerful about sharing our stories and the wisdom we've learned along the way. So let's dive into today's conversation and get to living our best lives. You have to
2: step out on faith. You have to take the first step and go for it.
0: When I met my first guest, Sarah Hayes Coomer, I was at a point in my life where I was searching for answers. I was tired of dieting and trying to manipulate my body into this idea of perfection, an idea that actually I had created for myself and two words she had written on her website stood out to me, diet abolitionist. And I thought, could there be a better way? Sarah's approach to wellness has been featured in Thrive Global, The Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, and Bustle, to name a few. She is a Mayo-certified wellness coach and a certified personal trainer and the author of three books. To understand Sarah's passion to help people find peace with their bodies, you have to understand her own journey.
1: Yeah, so I had a pretty severe eating disorder through my late teens and then through, even all the way up through my mid to late 20s. Um, It was a long process. So I was also clinically depressed at the time and I was living in Los Angeles and I was trying to work. I was an actress for a while. I was a singer-songwriter for a while. So it was a lot of... um, stuff built up in my appearance. And I was working as a human resources coordinator at the House of Blues corporate headquarters in Los Angeles. And I started to feel like I can't live with this hatred every day. Mm. I cannot wake up Hating this body every day and be lying on my deathbed at the end and go, I never made peace with it. So I felt like I didn't really have a choice. If I wanted to keep living, (laughs) I had to try to find a way to make peace with it. Um, And so I started a really, I started a ritual basically, or a number of them, but um, near my apartment in Los Angeles was Griffith Park. And I would just have a ritual. I would go there every single day. And some days, all I could muster was to walk up a little hill for five minutes and turn around and come back. And some days I ended up walking that five minutes and then I ended up going for three hours because my head started to clear. I started to get more energy and I just, I, I started to crave it and I realized this is what I want. I want to crave the things in my life that matter to me the most. And I don't want to be distracted by all of this muck in my head about my body and how it looks and how it feels. So I just started looking for more and more and more of that. And it became, like I said, this daily ritual. And I started building my way out of the mindset that I had before. Um, Because the dream in the end is really for this whole conversation about weight to be irrelevant, you know, where it's not about the weight. It's about how we feel every day in our bodies and what we can do to feel better. So then I went back to UCLA and I started studying nutrition and physiology and all this to try to support that learning and eventually became a personal trainer specifically for people who were struggling with the connection between their heads and their bodies. So, you know, I was in Los Angeles, but I didn't want to work with celebrities and I didn't want to work with people that were doing boot camps and running marathons and things. I wanted to work with people like myself that were really trying to just make peace and get grounded in who they are and appreciate it and love it every day.
0: Which is so amazing when I think about you went from this desire... Of wanting to be an actress, you know, thinking you're in the House of Blues, thinking you're going to go in this direction. And then you have this life moment that changed everything for you.
1: Yeah, well, I just found in, in the darkest place, I started to find the light. And I thought, I'm going to just follow that light right there and see where it leads me. And more and more and more, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be in my body. And I wanted to show up for it. And then lo and behold, my body started to change <laughs> and it started to feel, you know, I was, I was able to take care of it better without that whole guilt cycle going on in my head about what I had done wrong the day before and well, tomorrow I'm going to fix it. And then it would just go round and round and around. And around. Um, so yeah, it, it just, it became a, a source of joy along the way. And then I just became fascinated with it. And then I started thinking, why is no one talking about this in the fitness world? And that's really where the diet abolitionist came from. I was like, what are we doing? Why are we trying to deprive ourselves and dominate our bodies? It doesn't make any sense. Wow. And that led you on a whole
0: journey to now like a passion and a purpose. Yeah. How does it feel to have that as a purpose? I mean, I remember, you know, we were talking during one session. I think it was a couple of weeks ago and I maybe it was last week. And you said, when you begin to fall in love with what you're doing, it just, you know, it just fuels your life. Is that how you feel waking up now every day, um, working with people from your own
1: personal journey and now taking them on this journey of their own? There's really nothing like watching someone come into their own skin because it spreads. You know, once they start to feel like they can own who they are physically whether that's through 1 minute of taking care of themselves in a new exploratory way every day and they start to ground in their bodies and be okay with who they are it spreads to their relationships and to their professional lives and to how they're sleeping at night and it just it's incredible to watch and it's it's really one of the greatest joys of my life to, that I get to do this every day
0: The reason why I wanted to have you on the show, one, there are so many women right now who are beating themselves up, who don't love their bodies, who are in this place of just trying to find peace with themselves, and they don't know where to begin. Does that sound like a lot of women or the people that you hear that were in this place of just beating ourselves up and not really tapping into loving ourselves or accepting ourselves?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think the word peace that you used really stands out to me because I feel like all of the dieting and all of the ways that we try to manipulate our bodies are, what exactly are we shooting for? What are we aiming for in the end? Are we looking for a particular number? What does that actually mean? What we're actually looking for, I have found with myself and my clients as well, is that we're looking for peace. We're looking to feel comfortable and alive in our bodies. So that is the process for me, is learning how to do that. And then people tend to land at a weight that makes sense for them, that's sustainable, that they can still do and enjoy all the things that they love. And so how did you get to
0: that term, diet abolitionist? You know, that is a big term because, you know, we hear about there's so many diets out there and people are looking for that quick fix. How did you come up with that? How did you get to that point of saying, diet do not work. You know, I just
1: worked with enough people that I felt like what I was hearing pretty much every time is that diets are about deprivation. And what they end up doing is just depleting our energy. They're all about not doing things instead of doing things um, that bring us to life and that give us energy um, and that we love. And so I started just, I just completely flipped the whole thing on its head. And I said, forget it. Like this just doesn't make any sense that we're doing this. And so instead of trying to cut everything out, why don't we build in some things? And then what happens is that the good stuff and the nourishing stuff starts to crowd out the bad stuff and you don't even want or need it anymore.
0: Which I love, and you know, I've been on this journey with you in my for my own self, and just getting to the point of realizing that I don't have to be on a diet. It probably takes a long time for you to get that into people's heads in the first place, because yeah. they think if I'm not on a diet, how am I ever going to get to a place of peace?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all about it's it's switching away from a control mindset. Because, you know, control we feel like if we had if we can just get control of something, then we'll be able to achieve what we're trying to do. But it's not allowing us to be expansive and to explore and to play in our lives. And if we're busy trying to put ourselves into boxes. It's like instead of fighting against our
0: body, you know, we're like listening to it. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Is that you have to start tuning in to what your body is screaming and telling you.
1: Yeah. So your body is your greatest teacher. Whether you're trying to decide about I'm going to take this job or I'm going to pursue that job or I'm going to date this guy or I'm not or I'm going to whatever it is that you, your body tells you, you know, in the pit of your stomach what your gut is going to tell you, your back of your neck knows, you know, is there tension there when you think about this choice or does that start to feel like a relief? If you can start to listen to your body about how to proceed, whether you're talking about diet and exercise, or you're talking about professional or personal life, you can follow that lead, but you can't follow that lead if you're busy telling your body that it's broken all the time and that there's Mm. something wrong with it. So you have to give it that grace that you were talking about and that you've been so good at over the time that we've been working together before you can start to listen to it and take it as your greatest advisor. You know,
0: one of the things I remember we talked about this one time is that your body, even when you're eating, like, you know, I know I crave sweets and I was able to realize that through that, that my body was just looking for a release, So sometimes we're thinking, you know, in eating a sweet or doing something that our body, we're like so angry at our bodies, but our body is really just saying, hey, I've had a really rough day and I just need some TLC.
1: Yeah. When you're, but when you've had a really rough day and you go in trying to like, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to run three miles or I I can't eat these things or whatever. Like, of course you're going to rebel. You just want pleasure. You just want a little relief. And so the thing we're looking for is how to find that relief through somewhat healthy nurturing activities. So the thing is to meld the two so that wellness and indulgence are springing from the same source. And once you've got that, there's nothing to rebel against. And then you're not looking for a life without donuts. You know, you can have your donut. (laughs) (laughs) you have to build a life where you can also have donuts. So, so, or if, if donuts are your thing. Yeah. Peach cobbler over no. here, peach cobbler. <laughs> peach cobbler for you. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's just so important that pleasure is built in with the wellness. You know, which brings me kind of to your book because your book is kind of
0: tying into that whole messaging and it is a road map
1: for people who are looking to get there. The book, it's it's called uh, The Habit Trip, A Fill-In-The-Blank Journey to a Life on Purpose. And it's an interactive journey through these 10 areas of life that impact our health and productivity. But it's a really sort of whimsical, playful kind of Dr. Seuss-inspired story. So yeah, I just decided that we needed something. You know, we've tried all the like, deprivation-based, diet-based ways of of making all these decisions. And we tried all the like super perky, like really energetic ways too. And none of it really seems to work out. So this is just um, entirely based in you being the expert in your own story and leading your own way forward and doing it in kind of a lighthearted storytelling sort of a way.
0: And I guess you're dealing with 10 areas of life. Because I think people don't realize that it's not just the body. You know, there are like these, you know, and I remember when I first started working with you, you gave me this wheel. You're like, look at these areas of your life and how they're all interconnected into your health and your wellness. And many people are so singular focused that they don't realize that it's
1: like all encompassing.
0: Do you find that something that is a challenge for many people not
1: realizing that it's all connected? Yeah. And your body really is at the center of it. Your body is at the center of how you perceive your your world and how you live your life. So your nervous system is perceiving all these areas. It's perceiving your daily rhythms and when you sleep and um, the people you're interacting with and how money works in your life and what how you feel like your spiritual life is and whether you're able to express yourself and all these different things are impacting how your body feels and then what you're able to build going forward. So I love that wheel because it just puts. To you right at the center of it. And then there's all these areas. and You can go, oh, well, this area feels really good to me. And these other areas, maybe not so much. So let's look at those. It just gives you a perspective and a place to start.
0: Which is interesting because as I've been getting back into my own purpose, I haven't been as hungry. I know we were talking yeah. about this. I was yeah. like, I haven't been as hungry. Like the food may have been feeling, filling a void for so long. That I didn't even realize like on this wheel that one of the things was getting back into my passion and my purpose and what brought me joy that the food was like this filling in the gap.
1: Yeah, 100%. You yeah. know, and what
0: do you think when you hear that? I mean, do you find that that's for many people? It's not about the food or what they're taking in. It's bigger.
1: Oh, Yeah and you hear that when you're in when you're really deep in this muck of of hating your body and and trying to work against it rather than working with it you hear that and you're like yeah but you know how do i even begin to get there and that's why you find those little threads those little threads of joy and those little threads of purpose and you start pulling on them and they get bigger and stronger and you then you find yourself drawn toward them. And with you, it's been so awesome to watch because you had this mission that you wanted to pursue. And you were talking to lots of different people and trying to take lots of different steps, but you just couldn't find the energy to move it forward. And then the body stuff seemed to be kind of holding you back. Like a weight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you started to follow it and we were just kind of tapping and scratching away at it at the beginning, but now it's picking up steam.
0: So any last advice you would give for someone who has been in this battle? And they hear your story and your journey and just the hundreds of people that you're impacting, probably thousands now with your book and, you know, with your coaching, would there be one thing you would say to that woman who this has kind of set a light bulb moment off for her in her mind?
1: So you can't get a body you love by doing things that you hate. That is a really good place to start. Um, and then to lean on your body as the teacher instead of as the enemy and try to learn to feed it rather than depriving it. I love that.
0: Oh my goodness. There were so many golden nuggets in that episode with Sarah. I wonder what was your biggest takeaway to learn more about Sarah or her books. Check out the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episode and leave a review so more women can find it. On The Coach's Corner today, we're talking about the power in your paws with Lolita E. Walker. She's a certified life and executive coach and a change champion for women and teens. She is also an author, a podcast host, and a mom. Well, you know, when I think about just all that you have going on, and a lot of women are right there, you know, they are feeling drained, they're feeling run down, they're feeling overwhelmed, and yet we keep telling them, you need to take time for Mm -hmm. Mm self-care. What do you think is the problem? Why do you think so many of us, myself included, have such a challenge Inputting or making ourselves a priority in practicing self care.
2: Oh yes, that is the question of the day. And you know, I think the answer really is because we are busy women and we are just used to doing it all. That's quite frankly the answer we give of ourselves so much. Just think about how much you give to other people all day long, and then we have this piece of control. So if anything doesn't get done right, we say, "Don't worry about it. I got it." Right? We make oh, all of the reasons. Yeah. Yes, we make all of these reasons why it needs to be us right there doing this task. And reality is, take a deep breath. You have time. Because what happens when you keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, your body will shut you down. Mm. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So let's be preventative. Let's get in front of that. And let's Feel the power in our pause. You know, oftentimes we feel guilty about pausing, right? We say, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I have this and this and this, and these people are depending on me. Let me let you know that it is absolutely okay because you deserve some of what you're giving to everybody else. What I tell people is that when you sit in the power of your pause, that is when you are your most creative self. That is when your ideas start flowing. That is when you're able to really pour out so that then you can be poured into. Let's think about the coronavirus and COVID. Now, this was a forced pause for many of us. Right, right. Look at all of the projects that's coming out for folks. Creativity, like the come on. Come on with yeah. it now. <laughs> come on, when is this podcast getting started? Both of us, <laughs> right? Yes, it's when your mind starts working because we've gifted ourselves the opportunity. So what I say to your audience and to everybody listening in is guess what? You have it in you to pause. And now that you've gotten a taste of it, don't let it go. Don't let it go because this is you.
0: Was there a moment in your life where you realized that you needed to take a step back, where you needed to pause, where you needed to do all of the steps you're now teaching women to do to catapult to your next level? Was there a moment
2: that you remember in your mind? There is a moment, honey. There is a moment I remember being on the floor in my son's room in a fetal position, crying hysterically and calling out to God to please send me direction. I just felt broken. I felt, you mentioned it, just like a little chaotic. I didn't know, I wasn't clear. It was just all fuzzy. And I felt like I was this age. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. It's not all coming together. Everything feels like it's falling apart. And I really called to God and I remember this blanket of calmness. I describe it as this Mm. blanket of calmness that just came over me. And I've never felt that calmness again. But I remember in that moment, I started saying, I am, you know, I am powerful. I started thanking God for all of the blessings, even in that moment. Like, I thank you for allowing me to just say these things to you. And I just remember in this calm just kept coming over me. And in that moment, I went downstairs And I started writing. And what came out of that is my Be Free Creed. So every day I say my Be Free Creed. And so I invite everyone that is listening in just to take a deep breath and close your eyes. And it is, believe in your strengths and open your mind to now explore. Expect moments to have meaning which will propel you to soar. Face your fears head on, yet hold them at bay. Then release what is not progressing you on today experience the unexpected, what you would normally let pass by, and then embrace the renewed you who is now free to fly. Be free. So every day you say that to yourself or you remind yourself? I remind myself and it's verbal. So I am a firm believer that I am's are Allowed, right? And everything I end with, I am Lolita Emmanuel Walker. And I think it is so powerful to state your name at the end of every affirmation, at the end of every declaration or creed that you are saying to you. So, what I'll ask you, and I'll ask the audience to think about this too. Let me ask you this. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> the, the question is, what are you doing when you feel you're most free? What is it that you're
1: doing? Ooh,
0: being in the ocean are in a pool in the water. And I'm just looking up at the sun. That is, oh my God, it just feels like, and the sun's beating down on your face, you know? Yeah. That is when I feel like, whoo, just like, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And how? Okay, so now that you've answered that, because I love it, because I'm sitting right beside you in that chair right there <laughs> at the beach. Okay, we are right there in the sand. You in the pool, I'm in the, pool and I'm in the sand
0: And the water.
2: You in the you on the you on the sand. <laughs> no, I'm coming back over to the okay. pool now. I, did, okay, I, don't I don't really care I for the sand, but I was going to be there because I thought that's what you said. But no, we're going to go ahead back to the pool. That's where that's where I enjoyed my time too. <laughs> but what I would say is knowing that. And the listeners can't see how how you were, but you were all there, okay? They could probably hear how far in you were. Now that is your be free. And for me too, it's water and trees. I am my most Mm. free with water and trees. So I say that because how can you get a piece of that every day, right? Mm. What are you doing when you're at that poolside? You're laying down, right? That's number Mm -hmm. one, right? You are not doing work normally sometimes you could be but that's okay cuz you said i want i'm with water i'm surrounded by water spa radio that'll mm-hmm. give you some water and some ambient sounds you better so come with it come <laughs> all the way with it listen <laughs> the question is where are you and what are you doing when you are your most free and then how can you create that in your day because i guarantee you that i have a million ways but so do you right That's the beauty of coaching is that somebody can pull it out of you. It's already there, right? I didn't tell you anything new. All I did was recreate what it is that you said to me Mm -hmm. and then offered you an option on how you can bring that into your space.
0: So try it. I love that. Oh, I'm going to I got put on my little music in the ocean <laughs> way. Girl, we going to the Bahamas. We going to Jamaica. <laughs> but we are in Mexico. Yes. Okay. I didn't even think about that, Lolita. That's so good just to have that moment. Maybe that's my pause, you know, in that, you know, I think that's so huge. Even as you're talking, I think about you talk about having a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm a strong proponent of coaching. A lot of people are hesitant. They're like, I don't know if I want to. You know, I don't know if I need a coach and everything like that, but I can tell you from my own life. Girl, I probably have had several and they have been life-changing, you know. So I know what you do, and I can just tell in that little bit of moment of what you taught me to Mm -hmm. implement in my life, that is a life-changing moment. So wholeheartedly, if there's women out there who ever considered coaching or reaching out to someone to help you through this, a lot of times, you know, when we talk about self-care, sometimes that means Reaching out for help, absolutely pulling in somebody else to help you along this journey. So many of us think we have to do this alone, and self care is having someone like a coach to walk alongside you, to encourage you, to inspire you, to push you.
2: Yes, yes, that
0: is a gift in and of itself. And I've heard people say some of their first coaches came from books, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So maybe you're not at that point and you're hearing a lot of things that Lolita has said that have really impacted you. Um, Tell me about how books, you know, you have your book, which is the intersection between you and change. And you talked about the creed is in there and some other things like that. Why do you feel like the book, or even if somebody's not at a point of, you know, maybe getting with a coach, how they can use books or other strategies Mm -hmm. to kind of be that mentor or coach to them in the area of life of wherever they're struggling?
2: Oh, yes. Such a good question because people might want to coach, but are not financially at that space at this particular time, or they might not be mentally at a space where they want to share everything. So that's a great question. A couple of other things is my book, The Intersection of You and Change, it is so powerful because It takes you again through 17 stops of self-discovery. And I'm not just talking at you, right? I'm also giving you space that you can write your own journey as well. And then another option that is free, right, is also to listen to podcasts. The same way you're listening here is the same way I have a podcast as well. Like find a podcast that hits you at the gap of where you are. Right. And that's going to motivate you to shift to action. That's so good. And that's, that's two quick ways that you can kind of get started today.
0: Lolita was dropping all sorts of gems in this episode. You can also listen to her words of wisdom on her podcast, coaching cocktails and conversations. But I want to ask you a final question. Will you take a moment this week to simply pause and to reconnect to you. Y'all already know. (laughs) I'm headed to the beach this week. Hmm, I'm thinking about where should I go? Are we going to Jamaica? Are Are we going to Florida? I don't know yet. But all I know is that it's important to take that moment to pause and reflect. Thank you so much for listening to The Joy Sutton Show. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review. And remember... This is your time to shine.